strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Then zone for Fitz goes up and makes the game-winning catch. Larry Legend does it again. The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Halloween came a weekend early for the Cardinals and Seahawks. There they were, those trick-or-treaters from Seattle. You can always tell because they're the ones wearing Gore-Tex. And they came striding up to the Cardinals' front door, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and company, and they got the trick, and the Cardinals got the treat. And now we are into bye week, and let's hope the Big Red Rage is a shining example of what to do during the bye week instead of what not to do during a bye week. Because honestly, Wolf, last year, if I flash back to a year ago at this time during the bye week, I, I should have known really that the Cardinals were going to come out and have a lackluster performance coming off the bye based on your performance in the Big Red Rage. So let's hope that uh, you're ready to bring it and you got your mind right and you're staying focused here on what really still is a game week, if you think about it, during the season. Okay, Paulie, why do you say it's a game week during the season when it's the bye week? Why do you well, say that? That's very interesting to me. Well, because a year ago, they really got out of game mode. They got out of football mode, if you will, and they had a hard time getting back. And Cliff Kingsbury said, you know what, we're going to approach it differently next year. And it's sort of been out of choice and out of necessity. For example, every single day, the players still have to test. So every single day, they still have to go into work. So there is no opportunity for these guys to go to some cruise or island vacation or even go to SoCal because guess what? Vegas? No, that's all out. Every single day they got to come into work. Right. And if you listen to the coaches, some of these guys are using that to their advantage, getting in some extra time in the weight room, some extra film work. And, uh, you know, they hope it pays off next Sunday against Miami. Paulie, I know that we've talked about this many, many times over the years, but honestly, you know, I hated the buy. <laughs> oh, I yep. hated the buy, right? And it was just. It was just because I didn't like getting out of that routine, getting out of that groove that you got into during the regular season. I I wanted to feel miserable for the most part because I was miserable. I didn't want, I didn't want any vacation. I didn't want the palm tree. I didn't want the beach. I didn't want to think of anything like that. Get the season over, then we'll think of stuff like that. Well, what if I told you the Arizona Cardinals are 5-2, and two, and we'll get into how they got there with the win against Seattle next, but what if I told you, if we want to look ahead a little bit, that Jalen Thompson could very easily come off the IR, one of your starting safeties that Max Williams might be tracking to be back in uniform, that J.R. Sweezy could be off IR and back at right guard. Even Rashard Lawrence now with a banged-up defensive line, perhaps the rookie Rashard Lawrence might be in the rotation again. What are you suggesting, Paulie? There might be better things to come in the second half of the season for the Arizona Cardinals because right now they're sitting really, really good. 5-2, and two, 
2-0 in the NFC West, 2-0 on the national stage. They look good. For the win against Seattle, they also lost Zach Allen, who went on the IR. They lost Kenyon Drake to the ankle injury. It's unclear. He did not go on IR, so we're hoping that's less than three games. But for those two losses, they are getting some reinforcements back. I guess that's the point there. Uh, not that Justin Murray hasn't filled in very well. That Not that the Cardinals' O-line hasn't played very well this season. In fact, I buried the lead. Our guest tonight, a name you're familiar with. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, let the good times roll. A little flashback to 2019 and some normalcy around here. What do we need? We need some normalcy. We need big DJ Humphreys as our very special guest no. on the Big Red Rage. How about that? You know, Wolf, you can refer to him as Captain DJ Humphreys, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Dog. A minute four to go in a tie game here in overtime, 34 piece. Three receivers to the right of Wilson. Got to get a stop here. Third and 14. Play clock at one. Snap to Wilson. Quick throw over the middle. Picked off. It's intercepted at the 40-yard line. Isaiah Simmons has it. Running far side of the 45. Out of bounds at the 50-yard line. 57 seconds left. Cardinals have the ball and a timeout. The rookie made a play. Isaiah Simmons is right there with the sweet hands. What a catch by Isaiah Simmons. 48-yard attempt for Zane Gonzalez looking to win the game and get some redemption here in overtime. 20 seconds to go. Snap. Ball is down. Kick from Gonzalez is off. It looks good. It is good. The Cardinals win it. An incredible finish at State Farm Stadium. The Cardinals take down Seattle. 37 34, redemption for Zane Gonzalez. Cardinals didn't just beat Seattle. They beat Seattle at their own game with a 10-point comeback in the fourth quarter and then a finish at the end of the game. In fact, after the game, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll literally at a loss to explain the loss because previously Russell Wilson had been 30-0 and in those situations with a 10-point leader more at halftime. Think about that. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, and Wolf, we can go a lot of different directions, like the fact the O-line didn't allow a sack Mm -hmm. or a quarterback hit. That's my way of saying that DJ Humphreys will join us starting in the very next segment here on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. I know it's sort of a broad question, but with everything that happened that game, what comes to mind the most? What would you like the most about that 37-34 win? Wow, Polly, I, I would have to start on the defensive side of the ball and how much better they played defensively in that second half. The first half, think about it. What was it, Paul? 377 yards yes. in that first half, Paul? Three, yep. Almost 400 yards of offense <laughs> given up to Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, and they're good. They're one of the best, if not the best, offense in the National Football League, so they are good, but boy, the the difference between the second half and the first half that to me was what encouraged me the most the way the defense came out they still gave up some chunk plays they still gave up some yards but they only give up seven points in basically three quarters of football seven points that to me tells me an awful lot about an identity that might be forming for the Arizona Cardinals defense. And if you talk defense, how about three interceptions of Russell Wilson when he came into the game, the Sunday night game, with three picks total in the previous five games? Think about that. And by the way, it was an epic classic game, and 98.7 FM Arizona Sports is going to replay tomorrow night 
all the key moments from this Sunday game. They're Whoa. calling a Cards Classic, a game for the ages from 6 to 9. Luke Lipinski is going to host, and it's a replay, a three-hour special featuring all the signature play-by-play moments from the call from uh, Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. And so uh, that's going to be good stuff tomorrow night. In fact, speaking of the game, after the game, here's Kyla Murray just on the mindset needed for that fourth quarter in overtime to take down the Seahawks. Yeah, man, I, I don't think I smiled all game, um, honestly, just because it just felt like, uh, you know, we just you just had to have your head down and just keep grinding. For me personally, mindset was you know, just just move the ball, um, you know, do what I do, move the ball, be myself and lead the guys down the field, make smart decisions, take care of the ball. You know, whatever I see, go with it, trust it, do it with conviction. Of course, the ironical part of that, as I make up a word, is the fact that he was smiling at one moment on the 35-yard touchdown pass to D-Hop. Was that a smile, Paul, or was, was that it? a grimace? Was that, you oh. know what I mean? Like a, like a, oh, there it is, I'm going to throw it, you know, or was he, was he you know smiling? What? I said the same thing when I first saw it. I go, you know what? He's probably gritting his teeth more right? than he's smiling. But when we learned the circumstances, and we'll get into this in detail a little bit later with DJ Humphreys, but when we learned about the hijinks surrounding that play and the deceptive play that they foisted on the Seahawks, I then thought, mm, maybe he is smiling <laughs> after all. You know what I love, though, Bully, whether he was smiling or not, is just the resiliency of not only Kyler Murray, but the entire team. I, I don't know if there's a better team characteristic you could have for a football team than being resilient. The ability to get off the ground when things look bad and continue to fight, continue to ball out. They got down 10 nothing after a horrible start. Would you say it was a a horrible start for them, Ball. Yes, it was. Right? They yes. never stopped competing. The second quarter, there, there was a sequence in that second quarter where Seattle had a 13-7 lead, had a first and goal at the three. Buda Baker came up with a great play, an unbelievable pick. First and goal at the Seattle 8 right after he got walked by DK Metcalf, and you can't get it in, and you go for it on fourth down, and you get stuffed. Now, Paul, if you were on the sideline right there and you were really close to the sideline, how deflating do you think that would be? That so, sequence of oh, events. So many times, so many teams, they would have been defeated right there. Game Ball, over. Ding, 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 ding. That's exactly where I'm going on this. They kept balling. Even though Seattle took the ball on their own three, went 97 yards down the field, scored a touchdown to make it 20-7. to Did they quit? They never quit. They never batted an eyeball. It was uh, the same thing was repeated after Pat P came up with a great pick against DK Metcalf in the end zone, right? The next play, Kyler Murray throws a pick. The next play, I, I, there, there would have been a lot of teams that would have said, okay, I think this isn't going to be our night. It's just not going to be our night right there. They never stopped competing. The end game scenario, they had it won. Oh, no, they didn't have it won. Then they tried to wreak it. It was lost. Iced your own kicker. And yet you you found a way to win the game after all of that. Oh, yeah. That's all wins are not created equal, Bali. Kyler Murray, your NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Buda Baker, your NFC Defensive Player of the Month. The highest graded offensive lineman in the NFL the past three weeks joins us next in DJ Humphreys. And by the way, news today, 4,200 fans will be allowed against Miami and the Bills. And a special shout-out to Cora Elmer and the crew at Marley's Chandler Fashion (laughs) Center right now at the previous site of the Big Red Rage.
honestly hadn't had a plan for what type of captain I was going to be because it was just something I wasn't prepared for. I was very, uh, I was very surprised and shocked. The only thing that I do want, though, I want as many people that was writing about me, calling me knee deep, to remember to write about me and call me captain now. So when they address me, to address me correctly, uh, Captain DJ Humphreys, you know, just all those that had the same energy with that knee deep, remember to call me captain now. <laughs> You know what, that's the only thing missing from the cardboard cutout on display right now at Marley's. The likeness of DJ Humphreys is out there uh, as the crew has put on display a fathead of each one of us, including our Jim Almohundro. And the look on your face, DJ, it's interesting. You know, it's sort of like you're contemplating, do I get the garlic fries or the curly fries? You, you appear to be deep in thought with a headset on. DJ Humphreys, yes, we get some normalcy here on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Big number 74. DJ, how we doing? Oh, man, it's good, man. Good to hear from you guys again. It's been a while, man. DJ, really appreciate you joining us right now. My goodness, <laughs> it's got to feel pretty good right now to be on your bye week at 5-2. and two. Oh, man, it feels really good to go to bye week at 5-2. and two. I can't complain, honestly. How does the body feel? Is the bye at the right time of the season, you think? Yeah, my body's been feeling pretty good. Um, I probably should have gone a few more weeks. Before I actually get before I actually physically needed one, but you know I'll never complain about a buy. I'm very appreciative of my time off this weekend. <laughs> yeah, Deej, how many people have you pancaked so far? I mean, is there, is there one that how stands many? out? Yeah, how many have you pancaked so far? And is is there any that is there a pancake that stands out so far this year? Um, none none that stand out so far. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. I never know what's going on. In the play, if I pancake the guy <laughs> to the very end of the play, it's like, whoa, what just happened? Because you're, cause you're <laughs> just playing, right? You're just you playing. Know? So I, I haven't been keeping track of. I'll be honest with you. It's a lot of it's a lot of big plays that I look back on film. And I'm like, dang, I didn't even realize that happened like that in the game. I thought it was just you know just a normal drive block. <laughs> so the Cardinals' offensive line allowed zero sacks and zero quarterback hits against Seattle. Uh, did you, do you think you guys played as well as it looked? Because the numbers and stats say yes. What do you say? Uh, you know, I think I think we played well. Um, one thing that that Coos is kind of kind of ingrained and bred in all of us is you know the good players take care of themselves, but we so focused on cleaning up the little stuff and all the all the small things that we could be better on and, and, and finding the ways that we can continue to improve. That it's, it's kind of hard to sit back and relish on. On all the good, all, all the good things we've done so far, you know we're we're so locked in on, on ironing all the ironing out all the kinks and making sure we're we're all machine every Sunday. You know what, DJ? We've always known you were a dog, right? Bark like a dog. <laughs> and this is we have we've always known that about you and how you play. But you look more confident and more comfortable than I think I've ever seen you. Is that the case? Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's a bit of it. You know. Uh, Becoming comfortable in the system and kind of knowing exactly what I do on certain things and how I do certain things, it definitely makes it a lot easier. Uh, I'm one of the players that as much mental clutter as I can pull out of my game, the faster and the better I'm going to play. So the longer that I'm in the system, it's, it's becoming a lot more second nature, the things that we're doing. It's a lot easier to even freestyle in moments where things kind of hit the fan and it's not like we were we practiced it. It's a lot easier for us to freestyle and fall into things because we're, we're pretty comfortable at understanding the rules of what we got to get done. So it's been fun to continue to, to to progress with it. It's just crazy because we know we know how much further we have to go, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Starting left tackle DJ Humphreys joining us. It's all about you, presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. How about how about the comfort of getting the contract out of the way? Chandler Jones got his contract, got better. Buddha Baker, oh my goodness, look at the way Buddha's playing sure. the NFC Defensive Player of the Month. And now look at your play. You know, Pro Football Focus says you're the highest graded offensive lineman in the NFL the past three weeks. What do you think about that? Oh man, I think that's just a tribute to to that to that good coaching that I'm getting from my guy Sean Kugler and Brian Atkins and, and and the additional help that I get from my good people over at offensive and line performance. So I think it's, it, it's one of those things where I just kind of you know got to look at it and smile and, and, and put my head back down and get back to work. You know because it's obviously that's a long time coming and I appreciate the the positive recognition, but. You know, this is the NFL. Just as quick as you pick your head up, you smile too long, you get punched in the mouth. So, what, I try to keep my head down and stay focused on it. Where's your game better this year? You think DJ versus earlier in your career, or even last year? Is there an area where you know what? Yeah, I'm definitely better in this 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 part of my game. Oh, I think consistency is one of the main things that, that I have improved in over time. Is, um, I don't feel like I don't feel like the coaches when I go out on the field they're worried about me doing it right every time. You know, I think that's kind of what they expect from me now. And, and and having that expectation in turns makes me feel the same way about myself. I can't I can't have slip ups, I can't have mental errors, I can't you know, because it, no one's expecting me to do that. So it's 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 a different feeling the different energy that I'm getting from everyone. It's a higher expectation level and it's, it it feels good to be rising to the challenge. Deej, you have talked uh, a couple of times already about Sean Coogler. You've brought his name up right now. Tell me a Sean Coogler story in regard to what he has taught you. What What's is... that? You, you, you're pretty low there. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. I, I Tell me a Sean Coogler story. You've brought his name up a couple of times. What has he taught you? What What has been the biggest thing? How has he impacted your NFL career? I think Coach Coogler just brought a, a sense of um... – you know, he he made he, he he taught me early in us being together. He made me feel a sense of working for myself. You know, a lot of times we have coaches. They they kind of you know they you could tell they want you to do good and, and do well for the betterment of them and the betterment of of, of what's going to happen for them. And it's and you could tell. But with Kuz, he gives me so much of. I want to I want to see you be the best version of yourself because it's going to surprise you how good you are. And and, and it's it's rubbing off on me. You know. It, he doesn't allow me to have practices where I come out and I'm I'm acting like a fat cat and I'm not practicing hard. Like that's the relationship that we built with each other. You know, he he knows that if if there's something going wrong with what I'm doing, he can call me, he can get on me, and I'm not gonna be responding in a in a, in a diva mentality like you can't talk to me because I'm paid now. You know what I mean? He knows that he can coach me hard, and that's something that a relationship that we developed over time, and that's something that I, I communicated to him from the jump. Like I don't ever, I want you to always coach me. Cause I want to always be able to, I want to be the man forever, you know. So that's that's uh me me and him together. I mean, and, and Coach Nat, uh, the, the assistant line Coach Nat. I mean, he's one of the best in the business, also. So it's just, the, the group that we got, man. The, the to the level of expectation they hold me to is is it's hard to ever. To ever slip, you know? I'm with you on that, DJ. I really am. Uh, the, the men that coach me hard. I mean, it was a different yeah. era. I'm going to tell you that. But, man, I've got a great deal of love and respect in my heart for those guys. Well, you Thank know, you. It, I think there is an award, the assistant coach of the year in the NFL. I, I mean, I'll tell you what. Sean Kugler right now yes. is your clubhouse leader. When you consider, DJ, that according to the yeah. ESPN rankings, the Cardinals have the number one pass-blocking win rate in the NFL and the number two 
run block win rate in the NFL. Wow. wow. Incredible. Wow. Long time coming. How much of that is is you have consistency across the line? Now, Justin Murray's filled in for J.R. Sweezy at both guard spots, but it's year two of the system, and really it's year two of your O-line staying intact. Well, been some changes on the right side here and there, but but you tell me, how big a part has that been? I mean, I think that's huge. You know, I don't think us, us bonding together or having camaraderie was, never the, was ever the issue. I think it was just us being on the field all together at the same time and and being able to, to form that cohesion to where we could play together and play for each other and develop those type of relationships. Um, it's, 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 it's been really fun to to finally be a part of the group that, that, that everyone is excited to see after so many years and being a part of the reason why that things weren't going well, you know. So it's 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 it's, it's funny to see how the times have switched. And when Coos came in, you know, that was his whole – that was really the whole thing that he was preaching is that we're trying to go from worst to first, worst O-line to first O-line, and we're just trying to continue to strive and get to that. And I tell you what, you guys have done it the last two weeks in prime time. So for all the national media types, and Wolf, we know them well, right? Because we've been hearing it for the past year. They've been, <laughs> oh, yeah. be, they've been behind the narrative. Uh, they've been just oh, yeah. giving false information for watch, about a year now. They suck for themselves. Game. Right? I mean, so – Finally, you guys put it on display, you know, on a Sunday yeah. night game, a Monday night game. So that's, I know that's got to be gratifying. We'll, we'll get into that. And, and now the accolades yeah. are coming. I mean, Buda Baker, Defensive Player of the Month, Kyler Murray, NFC Offensive Player of the Week for the second time in three weeks. And now you got a Cardinals team that's in the top 10 of most power polls. So, yeah, look, as you guys get confidence and the wins pile up, this all builds on itself. And we'll continue to visit with DJ Humphreys. Yes. Let the good times roll here on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Dog. Murray and shotgun has the football. Short set, throws a deep ball. Left side, single coverage, and it is pulled in by DeAndre Hopkins, and he's got a touchdown. What a throw by Kyler Murray, and what a catch by Nuke to put the Cardinals on the board with 2.39 to go in the first. Nuke was one-on-one. Great throw by Kyler Murray, but an even better read. Touchdown. We said it's going to be Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. Whoever plays better, that's who's going to win this game. Snap to Murray, and he keeps it himself, running left. Got a defender with him at the five. Breaks a tackle, dives, ball comes out, but he crossed the plane. Touchdown. Kyler Murray somehow, someway, found a way to get that pig across Pater. Big time play by the mighty Kyler Murray. Six times in seven games this season, Kyler Murray has had a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. That was the call on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Dave Pash, Ron Wolfley, who joins us here on the Big Red Rage, Paul Calvisi. DJ Humphreys is our very special guest, and we heard the 35-yard touchdown toss to DeAndre Hopkins, and DJ, we need to know, were you or were you not smiling? Because the cameras caught Kyler Murray smiling upon snap of the ball. I know it's a crime the offensive line doesn't get more national TV ISOs. You know, you guys need your camera time. If the camera was on you, were you or were you not smiling during the course of that play? No, I was not smiling at all. I was in absolute panic because I was scared <laughs> that that play was not going to work. <laughs> I was terrified because, we're, because we weren't, you know, we weren't taking a real – 
the 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 to look to the sideline and and make it seem like you know I was just afraid that they were going to sniff it out and someone was going to just take off and blast them. That was my biggest fear. <laughs> so I was in absolute panic the whole time. Everyone else was so happy, and I was just in complete panic because it was like I said, offensive lineman. I like I like to do stuff that I know that's normal. You know, I like to take a normal pass set and just go block that guy because that's what I do normally. But you know, it was you know, a trick play and it works. I can't argue with the I can't argue with the recipe. You know what, DJ? Grateful Nation tuned in to watch an incredible game on Sunday night. I mean, this is this was one a classic immediately. It became a classic immediately. Talk about Sunday night football. Period. Let's start there. Thirty thousand feet. Let's parachute in. What's it like to play? Is it still got a lot of juice for the players? Oh yeah. I mean, it was still a big game for us. I still felt like it was Sunday night football. You know, even though. It was only 1,200 in the stands. It still felt like Sunday night football atmosphere. You could tell everyone was rolling and excited. Um, the energy just from the jump, you could tell. It, it almost seemed like we were too excited at first. Like Everyone was just so amped up and excited. Everyone just wanted to do so well right then. Yeah, it kind of went. It kind of spiraled a little bit in the beginning, and then you kind of see us pull it together. And, and the fact that we didn't lead that game at all throughout the game, we didn't lead the game for one second, and and we still won. I've never I've never been a part of a game like that in my life. Big time. A number of guys cited halftime as key, and it wasn't necessarily an adjustment. It was maybe just sort of an approach or a change in mindset. Or you tell you tell us what was halftime like, and what do you think you guys got out of halftime? Um, in halftime, you know, it, it, it was it was it was very positive for me because you know we went into halftime down, obviously, but. You could tell that no one in that locker room felt like we were going to lose that game. Mm. You know, you could tell no one had that look in their eye of doubt or or feeling like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. No one had that. I, I didn't feel that at all in the building. You know, and that was that was for me was was such an electrifying feeling that I, I knew that everyone around me felt the same way that I did, and we we just had to get back out there on that field, get these adjustments made, and get back out there on that field and get back to it, and. Um, the game, we 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 fall to the end, man. That's like I said. That's I've never been a part of a game like that before. That would go down in the books for me for sure. When you watch the tape, how did Justin Murray do? Moo did good. Moo always does well, man. He's one of those guys that just he always prepares like a starter, and he's always ready to go when his name is called. You know, I, I tell the story all the time when he came in last year. It was funny. It was like we had just learned his name, and then he was starting for us. <laughs> right. And right before the game, we found out that that was like his first start, and we were like, "Oh my goodness, this guy, this <laughs> his first start. He's going out here for us at right tackle. We're going to get cream." And he did. He did such a good job all last year, held it down. So we didn't have any doubt in our mind at all when he had to step in this week for Sweezy that he was going to be able to do the job. You know, all, speaking of last year. Sean Kugler told us last year that during the course of the 2019 season, he would have DJ Focus Fridays where he would let <laughs> oh, yeah. you run some of the team, the O-line meetings on a Friday. Is that still happening? Yeah, we run the dr- I run all the drills on Friday. Friday's my day. Mm. <laughs> he do all the, all, all the drills. That's the, my, my, uh, my favorite drills. He let me lead all those off on Friday. We call it DJ Focus Friday. I get the guys going. <laughs> so, DJ, I'm watching a team that just showed incredible resilience. Uh, we already talked a little bit about the start when you guys got down 
10 nothing in this game, right? And then we mm-hmm. we were talking about how many times you got down. Uh, Buda Baker makes a big play, right? And suddenly you don't score on a fourth down. What a downer that was. That Seattle goes yeah. 97 yards and they score and it's 20 to 7. You guys, I have to tell you right now, there were there were three or four times in this game I I thought to myself, you know what? A lesser team would quit right now. And you guys yeah. didn't. What does that yeah. say about you guys? I mean, I think it, we we all learned something from each other. You know, uh, I think everyone kind of had that feeling of I'm not going to quit. And then looking around and, and, and watching everyone else have that same feeling that the, the guys is wearing the same color as you, it, it gives you a different sense of pride of, of your teammates and your team and a different sense of accountability and not wanting to let you guys down because you know these guys are trying to fight tooth and nail right now. I can't be the one that – I can't be the reason why right now. And uh, I, I just hope that that continue to breathe in our locker room. That continues that, that beast continue to grow. You know, DJ, I just want to follow up, Paulie. Here, uh, there's a lot of people that are calling this a culture win for you. I, I know Dave Pash uh, is calling it a culture win. There's a lot of people that are doing that. Uh, I don't think this win is the culture win. I, I think this is the win that lets you know that now it's time to go out and beat teams that you should beat. I, I think that is yeah. the next step. And your guys' yeah. progression. How do you feel about that? I, I, I agree. Um, I think I think beating good teams is a big deal. You have to do that. But I think that once you beat good teams, you show yourself something. You know, you show that you compete with these teams and that you are of that caliber. So if you go out and play a team that's not of that same caliber, you can't stoop to that level. You have to dominate that team yep. and move on to the next and attack in that mode. And I think I hope that that's what's what's breeding from this win is, is us kind of learning who we are as a team and, and learning the, the talent and the capabilities that we have and what we can do in our locker room. Everything we need is in that locker room. And I think it's just us us leaning into that and understanding that we just we, we are what we need and, and leaning forward and, and taking it. Including the quarterback. I want to hear what you have to say about the play of Kyler Murray. But first, here's your head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. I thought it was phenomenal. You know, super competitive. He had that look in his eyes the whole game. I mean, he told me, he said, don't, basically don't ever be conservative again I got you and he went out there and won it at the end um, so he's, he's fun to coach he's competitive he wants to be great and uh, you know anytime you're going toe-to-toe with a guy like Russell Wilson um, I know that meant a lot to him we see the numbers but beyond that what do you see in your quarterback year two fire fire like he mm. said he wants to be the best and it's, it's, it's not one of those things that you have to ask him about you know you, you you know that he wants to be the best, and I, it's it's been a pleasure for me to sit back and watch. You know, him continue to grow and continue to step into that role as a leader. It's been fun to watch. The kid is electric. On that note, right there, where's your fire, Gage? I mean, I know you're a dog, but I want to know where's your fire? Is the Pro Bowl? How important is that to you? Do you ever think about that? Do you think about Pro Bowls, and would you like to go? Obviously, everyone would like to go to a Pro Bowl, but yeah, I think I think about it in the sense of. Uh, like I, I want to be included in everything, you know. Like I, I I'll be the first to say like I, I I'm, I'm never gonna act like certain certain accolades don't matter to me. If it's a, if it's an award that I'm supposed to be able to win for myself, it matters to me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think we we tend to act like oh this doesn't matter because we doesn't we don't have them. You know, it's easy for me to say Pro Bowls don't matter if I don't have a Pro Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, but like that that's 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 BS. You know, like I want to be, I want to be recognized as one of those players. I want to be a Pro Bowl player. I want to be an All Pro player. So, 
to say that that's not something that I'm striving for always that's that's BS. Like I want to I want to be the best. Period. So that's what comes along with it. I think I think that's how I approach it. You know, not so much as as, as searching for Pro Bowls and All Pros, but just trying to be the best version of myself, be better than I was last year, last game, and that's the only way that I can get to that to that phase of of, of my career of being an All Pro Pro Bowl player is being that. I tell you what, I know sometimes it's hard for an offensive lineman to get noticed per se, but if you start you you keep being the highest graded offensive lineman in yep. the NFL. You've already done it three weeks, right? Justin, by the way, can you tell Justin Pugh to get off the analytics, guys? You know, he's always bagging on pro football focus. He was the number one rated guy in week one. So, you know, Pugh and, and the old line as a whole is highly rated. So Pugh's got to get on board, DJ, you know? Yeah, man. I've been, lay, I've been laying off for – maybe that's what it is. I've been laying off pro football focus. You know how you usually get pro football focus a lot of trouble. I've been laying off of them, They've been, they've been putting me in the top ranking. So, hey, pro, pro, hey I appreciate y'all pro football focus. I'm going to leave you guys alone, man. You guys keep, keep putting me in the top. <laughs> All right. You know Marcus Golden real well. Uh, we want to hear what you have to say about Marcus Golden. And then Chase Edmonds is your guy. All that and more as we continue. DJ Humphreys on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Second and three of the Cardinal 35. No. Looks like Kyler Murray's changing things up. They have plenty of time on the play clock, 20 seconds. Five minutes on the game clock, two timeouts left. Tie game. And they're going to run it up the middle. Edmonds, 35-40, sprints to the right. He's got room at the 45. Edmonds at 50, 40-yard line, 35 and out of bounds. Inside the 35 at the 34 with 4.50 to go. Chase Edmonds in for the injured Kenyon Drake with a huge run of about 30 yards. He makes the cut. You never think he's going to make until it's too late. Does anybody maximize their opportunities and their touches like Chase Edmonds? I mean, the chunk runs, we've seen the touchdown runs of 20 yards or more. Nobody has more over the last season and a half than Chase Edmonds, not even a Christian McCaffrey. Think about that. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. Our very special guest, DJ Humphreys, Cardinals franchise left tackle. And, you know, you're an energy guy, DJ, but but so is Chase Edmonds, right? I mean, he's one of those guys. I mean, he's just, he can't miss on the field or in the locker room. Big energy. Big energy. I still, we all, me and Justin always joke around. You hear Chase before you see him. Every time you're going to hear him before you see him. <laughs> That's my guy there, though, man. Chase always, he's always been a guy that, that, that football mattered most to him. That's one of the first things I realized about him as a rookie. You know, you could tell that he takes this game serious. Uh, as offensive line, when you see a, a rookie running back coming in, he's just as focused on picking up the, the blitzes as he is finding the hole. You found a special place in our heart quickly. <laughs> DJ, critique how you're running the ball right now, right? It's so important, I think, that you continue to develop this part of offensive football. Talk to us about right now, critique yourself and how you're running the ball and where you need to go to get better. It's, it's funny. Um, we're, running, we're running the ball well. We're in the top of uh, all the run category. <laughs> We still are trying to figure out our bread and butter runs and, and, and the things that we do the best. You know, uh, we, we as of late, we kind of been a team. It's kind of uh, we have a, a dose of the day. You know, we're going to do this today. We're going to do that today. And uh, we still haven't quite figured out, you know, the one that you hang your hat on or the, 
the one run that you know you hit just the best. And I think we're starting to. You know, uh, Cliff Cliff is getting a lot more comfortable comfortable in calling those runs and, and, and knowing what we can do with it. And it's, it's so refreshing because he has so much stuff dialed up to get guys open. Yeah, when we're running the ball, man, it's hard to it's hard to cover everything. It's yeah. hard to to stop what he has going on, and it's, it's hard to stop that run game when when it's rolling right. Um, and I think that's that's been helping us. You know, what I mean, having a variety of you know we can do this, we can hit you with the outside game, we can hit you inside game, we can go toss game, being able to kind of play off of what you give us and not try to fit a square peg in a round hole every time that like you see a lot of teams doing. You know, is either with this run works or we don't run it at all. Whereas like we're we're we have a lot more of Oh, that's not working today. Oh, okay, we're gonna hit it with this then. Okay, that's not. Oh, we're gonna hit it with this, and it's it's, it's kind of hard to stop it because there's so much stuff going on outside. You know, you got mm-hmm. you got you can And then and then on the flip side, as soon as you you think you got to stop, the runs covered up. You put D hop one on one, and then we bomb you. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. We're kind of in that in that space now. We're still figuring out. You know, the go to bread and butter runs, but it's it's we're not coming into trouble because we have so much variety. And the way they're calling these plays, there's so many different variety of, of things that we can attack. And, and he, he's, he, I mean, he's been finding all the holes and seams and attacking all of it. So big kudos to my guy Cliff, keeping that thing rolling. He knows I'm a big fan of the run game. Every time he runs the ball, I get really excited. You know, the sideline. Some, I can't tell if he's excited also if he's kind of like nervous about me running into yeah. him though. <laughs> sometimes I think you got to run into the pile. You have to be willing yeah. to run into the pile. I, I think sometimes you That's have it. to do that to reap the benefits of play action down the road. You agree with that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard. You have to if you want to play action, you got to run the ball, you know. And no, nobody's going to believe that play action if you ain't ran the run that you're trying to steal. Hey, we're visiting with DJ Humphreys, wrapping up here on the Big Red Rage. Look at that 2015 draft class. First round, DJ Humphreys. Second round, Marcus Golden. Third round, David Johnson. Uh, Pretty darn good right there. And speaking of Marcus Golden, here's Vance Joseph this week on the excitement of adding the former Cardinal. He's now a current Cardinal. He fits perfectly, you know, into into our plan. I mean, he's he's a classic outside backer. He loves to get one on one in pass rushes, and he is a guy that plays hard. As a as an outside backer with his relentless personality, he is going to make plays for us. He overwhelms tackles just with effort. And if you want to know about an edge guy, ask an <laughs> offensive tackle. So, DJ, you tell us about Marcus Golden. I mean, that's, I mean, outside of being one of my one of my best friends. Uh, since I've came in the league, that dude is one of the hardest working cats that you'll meet. You know, Wolf says it all the time. He talk about a dog. Yep. When I think about a dog, I think about Marcus Golden. Mm. You know, that's the when If you ask me, what's a dog to you? That's the first thing that pops in my head. Marcus <laughs> Golden. You know, because he is just that, a dog. One of those guys that's going to come to work every day and give you everything he got. And he's such a dog that if he comes to work and he's giving everything that you got, and you're across the ball from him, and you're not, he's going to let you know that you're wasting his time out here today. He's going to sell you out let you know, get this guy off in front of me. Because I'm trying to work it, that man. he's not. That's the type of personality that Marcus Golden is, and that's the type of energy that he's going to bring to the team. I'm so happy to have my guy back. You know, me and him got drafted together, like I said, so we've got so many – we got so many good youthful memories together of us just being young kids in Arizona <laughs> running around, you know what I mean? Exploring the city, learning, becoming men together almost, you yeah, know? That's right. It's, it's, it's so fun to get my guy back, man. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to have him. You know, you. Uh, you were 20 years that, old. Dude. I mean, you, yeah. you, were, you were such you know a young I mean? guy. 
we were young together. Like, yeah. like we like I, my first time going out, I went out with Marcus. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of stuff. Like our our first big big time fancy dinners in 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 our city that we got drafted to, Marcus Golden. Like you know what I mean? Like that was we we kicked it hard uh, <laughs> when he was here. So it's, I'm so I'm so happy to have my guy back. I'm excited. I can't wait till he come off this quarantine so we can kick it. Stage <laughs> <laughs> man, it's incredible. Seriously. I By love way, hearing oh, yeah. you talk about your teammate like that because it reminds me when I played. By the way, oh, yeah, as we wrap up here, I've told Wolf, you know, that if I had to walk into a biker bar and start talking some trash, the guy I'd want protecting my back would be Marcus Golden. If you had to take <laughs> oh, yeah. one, if you had to take one guy or two guys out of that Cardinals <laughs> locker room right now that just that just just terms of toughness, who you'd want in a bar fight? Who'd you take? Oh, outside of Marcus, I'm definitely, I'm definitely taking Jr. Sweezy. <laughs> you guys know Sweezy, and you know that that that's the guy that I'm taking with me. And outside of we talking about outside of Marcus, I probably take Justin also because I don't know if I know I don't know if anybody that can take a punch as good as Justin Pugh can. <laughs> you know, you talking about somebody that could take one right to the snout. Justin Pugh is the guy. He'll take it and get right back up and get right back at you. <laughs> you know, so Sweezy. Outside of, outside of Marcus Golden, that's you know that's 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 a that's an alpha all in itself. My guys, my guy, my guards, my two guards on the O line, man. I take those guys into any biker bar with me. Man, I can feel <laughs> the love and respect, and it reminds me of what it was like to fall out with oh, other yeah, guys man. in the NFL locker room, in that <laughs> locker room, in that environment. It didn't get much better, man. It doesn't. It really doesn't. DJ, we've missed you. We, we've we've yeah, we've bro. reveled in your play from afar. We're like, man, he is really balling this year. The numbers say so. I can't tell you how much we've enjoyed watching the offense and the O-line and what you guys are doing, the run block and the pass block. So, you know what, I'll, I'll sort of wave to you from the front row, okay, down on the sideline. That's about as close as we're getting yeah. these days. Yeah. yeah. I always, I got to make sure I check on my guy Paulie up there to cut. I had a Diet Coke for you. I don't know. I don't know if you saw it <laughs> last week. I had a Diet Coke I on the sideline for you, man. You know, whatever you need, that's right. You understand? Let me know. Yeah. I got a lot of people up there, up in higher places. So I'll give them a shout. Make sure I get you some snacks or something up there, man. All right, thanks, DJ. <laughs> DJ, DJ love you, man. Talk to Back. you later. I love y'all, man. Appreciate yep. y'all. We have a lot of guys who love the game, competitive. Let's go! And it starts with Buda Baker. You're proud of all the picks that you make that you have success with. And he's a guy that, you know, we traded up for him. We had a first-round grade on him. Buda. Hey, man, Steve Kahn, GM of the Cardinals. We are trading up into this pick. And I am fired up. Buda Baker. This is huge. Buda Baker. I told him the other day, I texted him and said, thank you. You know, I told him a long time ago we were going to take care of him. And what we do, uh, I would hope he would repay us. And, uh, Buda Baker isn't a guy that you have to ask to repay you. The highest paid safety in the game, and you know what? He's playing like it. He's delivering and producing like it. How about 14 tackles against the Seahawks? He had the interception. He had the tackle for loss. He had a pass defense. He is your NFC Defensive Player of the Month as Steve Kime and company drafted Buda Baker, traded up to to go ahead and draft Buda Baker right out of the Seahawks' backyard from UW, a Seattle guy. And that is all part, Wolf, of Cardinals' flight plan. Yes, Season 3, Episode 6 is going to premiere Halloween night. How about a treat Saturday at 6 via the Cardinals YouTube page? That's youtube.com slash azcardinals. And you can catch the trailer that's out effective today at azcardinals.com. 
You know what I love about it, Paulie? Chandler Jones got paid, and he got better. Uh, Buda Baker got paid, and he's getting better. DJ Humphreys yep. got paid, and he's getting—he's having the best season he's ever had. I—it's—it's it's incredible to see it, Paul. Because honestly, when you've got a ton of cash, <laughs> Paul, and it's in the bank, a lot of times everything says all is well. Relax. And you know that's not what any of those men did. And look at DeAndre Hopkins. He got paid, and he's been leading the NFL on catches and receiving yards and first down catches. You know, to Dave Pash's point about a culture-changing win, if you want to drill down, this has been part of the Cardinals' culture. Yeah. Guys have been paid and rewarded, and then they have responded with some really high-caliber play. No, that's a good point right there, Paulie, really. But... This is only a culture win if you go out and start taking care of business on teams you should be. Yeah. That's going to be the chance. That's the next step forward for this team. And guess what? The Dolphins are next to a time. And you hope the Cardinals learn their lesson coming off the bye and losing to the Rams last year, the worst loss of the year. For Jim Omohundro, Cody Fincher, DJ Humphreys, Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club